Let me talk. show i am your host riley brayfield the one the true the only also known on the streets is titties you know it, your boy titties that's me you can find me on instagram twitter tiktok sometimes i post on instagram and tiktok sometimes i don't I'm on twitter daily tweeting talking about shit talking shit just trying to have fun just trying to have a good life find this podcast anywhere you know spotify youtube apple whatever you want this is a podcast that we talk about mostly sports mostly college football if i'm being honest it's my favorite thing to talk about sometimes we talk politics sometimes we don't talk politics sometimes we talk world issues sometimes i try to find the latest pedophile you name it we probably do it we probably talk about it. if it goes on in the world i'm going to share my opinions i'm going to share my thoughts so please like share subscribe so i can keep on doing it spread the word whatever you got to do like i said moving to one like i said last week you know moving to one show a week on today's show we're gonna start off with some news hit my top five hit my one love one hate college basketball games i'll probably be betting this weekend and be watching over the course of next week and then my thoughts on the super bowl my pick um storylines to follow, you know, legacy impact, all that fun stuff. So uh, let's just get right into it. Let's start off with what happened last night. Uh, Queen James broke the all-time scoring record. I mean, congratulations, I guess. I don't really know what else to say. I don't fucking care. I hate him with every fucking bone and fiber in my body. But uh, I don't know, quite an amazing feat, quite an accomplishment. I mean, all-time, it is crazy, you know, so... It's crazy that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar held it for so long, honestly, too. When you think about what what his what his game is, it's just mostly was like around the low block and by the post. And for somebody, you know, to finally pass it is kind of crazy, honestly. But really, I mean, a lot of what LeBron did, you know, passing it is just the longevity. He, he played as long as Kareem did. Kareem played for 20-some years. He was in the league for so long and produced at such a high level. We hadn't really seen a whole lot like that. Until really LeBron, you know, came around and came into the fold. Um, crazy, you know, he's all time. He's, he's definitely one of the best. Yeah, right. I hate to say it, but it, it truly is true. But whatever, you know. And going from LeBron to another bad teammate, we got Kyrie getting traded to the Mavericks. I think he's making his Mavericks debut tonight against the Clippers at uh, 10 Eastern. That's what ESPN says right now. I'm watching Sports Center as a record just to, in case anything crazy happens. You know, I like to talk shit. I like to talk about sports. But Kyrie getting traded to the Mavericks really makes the Mavericks interesting, you know. See how see how it's going to ebb and flow. They definitely needed somebody else that can score the ball and can facilitate the ball at the same time. You know, could, it's, I think it's going to be very beneficial to Luca. Um, you know, take the ball out of his hands so he doesn't have to worry about it all the time. So in that regard, I think it's going to be okay. I, I think it can work. Um, you know, both guys are ball dominant guards, but when you when you really break it down, you know. In a way, it could really be effective for both of them and really have success for the team as a whole. Could be a good move, but, you know, then you got to think about who Kyrie is, what he is as a teammate, all that jazz. You know, he's always always talking mad shit about whatever's going on. He might even be fucking a little bit of a Nazi. Who really knows? But 
just the vibes that he brings, you know, I can see this really working out for, you know, a year, maybe just to close out this season. But other than that, I don't really feel like it might work. I think Kyrie's time in the league is kind of coming to an end. There's too much baggage, you know. He, he has his own issues on and off the court, it seems, and there's always something that seems to come up. I could see if this doesn't work out well for the Mavericks and for him, you know, being there at the Mavs, I could see him maybe calling it quits and going right off the sunset, possibly, because I don't know if anyone will want to sign but, you know, who really knows? You know, now the Nets, they're in a position where there's talks about trading KD. You know, Ben Simmons isn't going to get traded. Nobody wants him. But I, I think we're looking at a new age for the Nets. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin Durant is gone shortly soon, either trade or free agency. I just don't really see him sticking around at this point. You know, I don't really know what else. Brooklyn has been such a shit show since him and Kyrie got there. I think it's time that they just... The Nets and, you know, Kevin Durant, everyone in that situation, they all just part ways and we just let it ride out, supposedly, from here on out. But I think that's really all the NBA news I have for you this week. Let me just double check here. You know, it's kind of actually getting in the fold and paying a little bit more attention. You know, obviously, most of those things are just headline news. But Nick Saban finally got his uh, offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. Tommy Reese coming over from Notre Dame. Um, could be a could turn out to be a good hire. Some people were questioning it, and, you know, some people thought it was good. I mean, Tommy Reese has had a decent amount of success the past couple of years at Notre Dame, and when you look at the talent, he had a quarterback, he never really had a, a really good guy like what Alabama can get. So I think I think this could really pay off. And then they hired Kevin Steele. I don't know too much about Kevin Steele. I forgot to really go take a look at what, uh, what his career has entailed for him. I believe he was the defensive coordinator at Auburn for quite some time. But not too positive on that. So that's interesting. You know, obviously the Auburn-Alabama rivalry, you know, Kevin Steele already being a part of that. Let's see. Let's take a look here. His coaching history at D.C. at Auburn for four years, interim head coach after they fired uh, what's-his-nuts, you know. But, you know, he was, he was around Alabama quite quite often, actually. 07 um, defensive coordinator, inside linebacker coach, uh, director of player personnel, linebacker coach. So he's definitely familiar with the system. So I definitely think this is uh, the hire that will probably pay off the best is probably Kevin Steele. Um, if I, I would be very surprised if it didn't work out for them, you know, already being familiar with the system. I'd be more concerned about the Tommy Reese hire, not not having that chemistry, not having the knowledge of how Saban likes to run his programs for the most part. Could be kind of, you know, a little bit of a – like a learning curve, and that's how I don't know if that's the right word. I think it might be, but there's probably some sort of learning curve, I think, that'll probably happen there. But I think that it'll turn out to be a really good hire in the long run. <clears throat> Brian Schottenheimer, now the OC for the Cowboys. Um, only reason I'm really talking about that is because I saw this tweet from Roger Sherman um, on Twitter. He said, it is once again time for me to tweet the Brian Schottenheimer career summary. And when you look at this, you're like, why is this guy still in the league? Okay, 2001 quarterback coach of the Redskins, 28th ranked offense, absolutely garbage. That's what, 32, 31, 30, 29, 28, bottom five offense in the NFL, right? Quarterbacks coach. So he still has a huge part in that, you know, helps in the quarterback development, so that definitely didn't help. Then he goes on to be the quarterback coach of the San Diego Chargers, where Drew Brees was. This is a one-point in Drew Brees' career where he didn't look like a Hall of Famer. I mean, the, the Chargers ended up moving on from him. You know, he goes to times with the Saints, the rest is history. But really, it was just a terrible time in his career. Nothing seemed to be going his way. Everyone thought it was pretty much over. He had shoulder issues, yada, yada, yada. But was it just Brian Schottenhammer? Probably. 
2006 to 2011. At some point, they get uh, Brett Favre in there. You know, he's the offensive coordinator of the Jets at this point. He, he, they get Brett Favre in there at some point. They barely just missed the playoffs. And then they have Mark Sanchez, at quarterback. And they had an amazing defense, but they just could never elevate to the next level. You know, and they made two NFC Championship games. But, you know, the quarterback play was always questionable. You know, you have a good offensive coordinator in there, a good quarterback's coach in there. There's a real good chance that maybe the Jets, you know, make a Super Bowl those two years. <coughs> then he becomes offensive coordinator of the St. Louis Rams between 2012 and 2014. What do we have? 20th, 21st, 21st offenses those three years, so nothing special below average, so nothing really special at all. Then he becomes offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at Georgia. Um, offense was absolutely garbage. They finished 86 in offense in the country that year and pretty much got Mark Rick fired. Point blank, period. And then after 2015, 2016, 2017, you know, he becomes a quarterback coach of the Colts. I mean, their offenses were absolutely garbage. I don't really, there's nothing that says anything about the 2016 season, but 2017, 30th offense, so absolutely horrible. He then becomes the offensive coordinator of the Seahawks and pretty much didn't let Russ Cook, Russ Cook might have ruined Russell's career. And then he became the passing game coordinator and quarterback coach under Urgemeyer in Jacksonville in year 2021. We all know how that went. Worst offense in the fucking country. Absolutely fucking horrible. They were just god-awful, the Jaguars were. So the fact that this guy is still an offensive coordinator in the NFL doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. It seems like he's definitely had his opportunities, and it doesn't seem like it works out. So <laughs> favoritism, nepotism, whatever the case is, something Something weird is going on there for him to still be an offensive coordinator, still be getting a high-profile job like that in the NFL. Basically, what I'm saying is if you're a Cowboys fan, you better not. Um, you better expect some shitty years next couple of years. So, Super Bowl ads are going to cost about $7 million this year. And the only reason I'm really talking about Super Bowl ads is because I keep seeing them all over Twitter, TikTok, all those places. And I, you know, I always thought that they were supposed to come out on the Super Bowl. Not actually, uh, you know, on the internet, so I thought that was kind of weird. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but whatever. Aaron Rodgers is doing his four-day retreat, you know, going to do a little DMT, figure out if he wants to play football. You know, and of course, you have all the fucking old heads, all the tough guys, all people that don't understand that drugs are actually good for you, and they should probably stop drinking alcohol and stop drinking your life away and probably do drugs. That just makes a lot of sense, but, you know, these old heads, they just don't quite get that. Uh, everyone's shitting on him. I think it's a great idea. Fuck it. Who cares? I think it's cool to have somebody in the NBA who embraces stuff like that, and, you know, it's something that I want to try. You know, I've been told that once you do DMT, you kind of figure out your purpose and life i feel like that's fucking required for everybody because i still don't fucking know my purpose in life is i think it's this podcast but i mean i only got like 10 followers so maybe it's not this podcast but i don't know i think it's cool whatever not that big of a deal if you make it a big deal you're kind of a fat fucking pussy probably so whatever new york school system um, was getting some heat uh, over the weekend because on the first day of black history month they decided to serve all of the children on um, chicken, waffles, and watermelon. You know, that's pretty much what racism is right there. So shout out to New York school system for uh, continuing racism, even when it doesn't need to be there. So shout out to New York school system. One little cool tidbit of news that I saw was Chinese scientists, believe it's China, right, have cloned three super cows that can produce an unreal amount of milk. So, you know, just astronomical numbers they say unusually high amounts was the word they use so obviously you know this would allow for 
more milk production, I guess is the correct word that I'm looking for. Um, you know, there's going to, if this works out and there's no health issues or nothing that turned out to be wrong with the cow's milk, um, I could see this being somebody, you know, they're going to fucking start shipping these cows off to get fucked and all sorts of shit. And they're going to become the next wave of cows and produce more milk throughout the world. So it could be a good thing. Who knows? Spy balloon. I got to talk about it. You know, I don't really know too much about it, but absolutely weird. We had a fucking Chinese spy balloon going throughout the U.S. over the week or over the course of whatever the fuck it was the weekend. I don't really remember when that was. Wild shit. Um, kind of scary when you think about it, you know, and the fact that it just kind of floated across the United States and to find out there's been a bunch more of these. Um, just weird, just odd to me. I don't really know what the point of it is, but you know, who who really knows? Um, I just don't like it. That's that's for sure. And a new policy has been introduced in uh, British Columbia, Canada. Um, one of the providences that uh, adults over the age of 21, obviously, in possession of 2.5 grams of heroin, methamphetamine, cocaine, fentanyl, meth, ecstasy, you name it, won't be arrested. So if you have two and a half grams of uh, a substance like that, you won't be arrested. Um, you know, partially, I think that's okay. Um, I would like to see a world where maybe we stop getting rid of the arrests and you know, jail time for these people that are convicted of um, drug crimes like that. I, I think it would be better to start sending people to rehab, start sending people to treatment centers, not putting them in jail, filling up our jail system, you know, putting people in there that aren't getting the rehab or necessary care that they need to hopefully change and be a better human, not be addicted to those drugs, find better coping mechanisms. I mean, you're locked up in a jail cell. That ain't going to do shit for you. Ain't going to do no good. You're going to get out. You're going to go do the same shit again. It's very rare that somebody goes into jail and comes out a better person. A lot of times it happens. A lot of times it doesn't though. So my personal opinion, I think it'd be good to stop having, you know, stupid little petty arrests like that for, you know, stupid amounts. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, you're ruining your life with those drugs, you know, but at the same time, why fill up our jails? Why fill up being, I know this is in Canada, but I think it's definitely something that, you know, might have to be introduced here into America. I know Oregon's got some type of thing kind of similar to that as well, <clears throat> but that's all the news I got, all the things that tickled my interest over the week, everything I wanted to talk about. So let's move on to my top five this week. My top five is top five ways for the world to end you know me and my wife started watching walking dead kind of gave me this idea of uh, the best apocalypses to try to live through try to keep yourself alive and you know i'm at a fucking disadvantage right out the gate if an apocalypse ever happens i got fucking type 1 diabetes how am i supposed to survive that if i don't got medicine or food i'm fucked but you know what i'm gonna fight till the very end got enough medicine you know at home to last me a while but i'm more than likely to die like three to four months within the apocalypse so I wouldn't live. Don't come to me. I won't ever be able to help you. I don't know if anyone would, but I, whatever. Anyways, my top five ways to die if for the for the my top five ways for the world to end or apocalypse or whatever you want to call it. Number one's obviously zombies. Zombies would be super fun to try to live through. I think it would be fun personally just because they should be fucking out here taking target practice because they're so fucking. As long as they're like not World War Z zombies, I think it could be you know doable, manageable. But if it's like World War Z zombies, dude. Fuck that, bro. That would be fucking treacherous. I would, you know, I'd shoot myself in the head probably. I'm not going to lie. Number two has to be aliens. You know, I'd love to see aliens. I know that they're real. I know that they're out there. <coughs> so I think that'd be fun to live through an alien apocalypse, trying to fight off aliens, trying to kill aliens. 
brilliance having killing just to, you know because I've always wondered I can't obviously join the military with my type 1 diabetes but I've always wondered if I'd be able to defend myself in a situation of war I feel like aliens would give me that opportunity I probably would die with it like in my first encounter just because I'm kind of a big fat pussy but I'm not um so just see number three be nuclear war just because you know at that point everyone would probably die so like we'd all be happy i think so it's not really that big of a deal i think deep down everyone wants to die in some certain way um you know you want to try to live as long as you can but like everybody's depressed so number four would have to be asteroids it'd be kind of cool seeing asteroids just flying down into the united states you know just fucking blowing shit up just fucking seeing it on the news watching them through the sky and just being like well fuck here we go i think that would be a fun one but number five Best way for apocalypse, you know, is if dragons, you know, come back from, you know, the Earth's core, like where they've been hidden for the past, you know, thousands of years. Uh, if they just decide to make a reappearance through that Antarctic tunnel that we all know about, they just reappear and then we just have like fucking dragons flying everywhere. We're trying to fight them, dude. We're fucking shooting missiles at them. Would be fucking badass. So those are my top five ways for the world to end. This week for one love, one hate, let's do it. I'm loving on the gym, man. I've been going to the gym a lot lately. Um, you know, I talked, I think, a while ago, you know, when I went to the hospital and stuff before that, I was taking this medicine. It was really helping with some weight loss, really helping with my diabetes. You know, I was kind of more serious about working out. Stuck on that path even after I got sick, you know, no longer taking that medicine. Just I've really been enjoying the gym, man. It's, it's really given me a lot of mental focus, you know, a lot of mental, I've been helping my mental health out, you know, I just, I always see these things, people talking about how important it is, you know, to be physically fit, you know, and I really think that's true, I really think that it's helped me um, mentally, physically, emotionally, in a lot of ways, just being able to kind of get that aggression out, you know, get, you know, get a good workout in, feel good about myself, all those things, so this week I'm really loving on the gym, because I think it's a, I think it's a great thing for anybody, and I really think that it, it's really helped me mentally um kind of start to figure out who i want to be um kind of just everyday life you know just i just i don't know i'm kind of stumbling over my words here but i don't really know how to articulate this too well but just something about the gym i think it's good for everyone physical health is important i mean that's one of the main causes of why so many people died during covid and nobody wants to admit it but i just i think it's beneficial and i think that it can really do a lot of good things for a lot of people and really it helped me so why not recommend it just like i was talking about reading you know i'm trying to trying to live my life better trying to you know not be so caught up in what's going on with the world not on my phone all the time not always watching tv you know just trying to find other ways to enjoy what we have in front of us which is life so I love the gym. Just put it there. But this week, this week I'm hating on our world as a whole. I'm just sick and tired of so many things, man. The violence, let's start there. The violence is consistent. Every day you, you look at the news, somebody just got shot. Somebody got killed. Somebody, some kid got stolen. You know, there's an assault. A professional athlete assaulted his wife again or assaulted his girlfriend. Those five cops that killed that black guy in Memphis, like they're black too. Like what, why, why does this violence continuously, continuously happen? Like what is wrong with us as a society where we feel the need to take life from somebody for most of the time, absolutely fucking no reason. And then you get into the politics of it all, and it's like, why is why are the politicians consistently trying to divide us and not trying to come together? I mean, I'll talk right now. Joe Biden made a tweet the other day about the national sales tax and blatantly flat out lied. I don't like the new tax plan, but he says that, you know, the Republicans are pushing for a 30% national sales tax that would absolutely destroy American families and da 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 all this. But he, what he fails to tell you in this tweet is that it's actually 23% and 
and then income tax at the federal and state level will be absolutely eliminated. So you'd be keeping that money in your pocket. No income tax whatsoever. I don't like the plan, and I don't think that it's beneficial for us as American people. But you can't sit here and blatantly lie without giving people all the information <laughs> that is present in that argument. And I consistently see this on a daily basis from both sides of the political line, constantly trying to divide us, constantly trying to push their narrative. How about we just start pushing the narrative that allows for change, that allows for growth, that allows for conversation, and it's not my way or the highway. It's consistent. It's always people arguing about the left and the right. Who's better? Who's the worst one? You're all fucking terrible. Every fucking human being it seems nowadays is horrible. The violence, the constant divide, everything is about race these days. Why? Who fucking cares what color you are? Who fucking cares what fucking gang you're a part of? We're all people. We should all be working together to make this place better and livable. And we should fucking get off of social media. We should fucking stop sitting behind a screen and arguing, man. I constantly see this thing and I, I don't give a shit if you're gay, if you want to change to a dick or a vagina or whatever the fuck you want to be. But it's not normal for people to be gay. It's not normal for people to have gender identity issues. There's a clip that I always see that goes around that talks about how when you put animals in a zoo, they self-harm, they become gay, homosexual, and they masturbate at an increased rate. Look at what our world is today. It's fucking depression. It's fucking porn. It's fucking all these horrible things that just drive you into a state of sad depressiveness because you don't have what somebody else has. Like all these gender identity issues, that shouldn't be a thing. That's not normal. I'm sorry. I, I don't give a shit what you do with your life, and I have no problem with it. But it's not normal. And everyone knows that deep down. You know it's not normal. Our world is just an endless pit of despair and fucking poverty and depression. And there's nothing good hardly anymore in what our world is. It's constant. You watch the news. It's constant this and that. And these, these people were killed. These people were shot. Like, when is it going to end? When are we going to wake up and realize that life is short and it ain't that serious? We don't need to sit here online. We don't need to sit here in our day-to-day -day lives and argue about stupid, petty little shit that doesn't really matter. As long as you, as a person, are happy, and the people around you are happy, nothing else should matter. Nothing else should matter. No one should die for stupid reasons. No one should argue about stupid stuff that really doesn't ever affect them. Like, why are we wasting our time? I just don't get it, and I don't think I'll ever get it, but our world is an absolute fucking disgusting pit of misery anymore and i hope that it changes i really want to change i want to be someone that helps change i want to be someone that helps bring people together but you gotta let stuff go and just live your life because it ain't that fucking serious it really isn't your skin color doesn't matter who you have sex with doesn't matter whether you want to keep a child or not doesn't matter if you're a good person to me that's all that fucking matters all the other shit can go out the fucking door at this point it's just it's a sad world we live in, and the people that are at the face of it, our politicians, our celebrities, the people that we look up to, that thousands of millions of people think actually know what regular people go through on a daily basis. You can't tell me it's not weird that all fucking 3,000 million or fuck however many people there are all align on one fucking side of the political aisle. That doesn't make sense. Never will make sense.
take a fucking good look in the mirror and realize that our world is not good. All those conspiracy theories you hear about might be real. We got bad people in charge of our world, and that fucking shit needs to change because it never, ever is going to get get better because they're constantly going to push the narrative that it's black against white, straight versus gay, guns, guns and no guns. Nothing's ever going to change. And once you realize that, maybe things will start to change. But what do I know? I just got fucking 10 podcast listeners. Now that I'm done ranting and raving, let's talk a little bit of cold basketball. Games that are tickling my interest this weekend. First up, Saturday, preloaded slate. Seven games that I'm looking at here. First up, West Virginia versus Texas. West Virginia's got a big game tonight. Um, should be kicking off shortly. they got Iowa State coming to town. They're favored to win that game. Um, you know, West Virginia really looking, you know, I, I talk about them here a little bit later as well. Um, big game against Texas, you know, they pull off an upset um, tonight against Iowa State. You know, top, well, Iowa State's ranked 11th. Would be a really big win for them there, you know, and if they can keep that momentum going to Texas on Saturday and get the win, really be looking up, really building their tournament resume. We'll see, though, you know, Texas can really score the ball and they can defend pretty well. Um, but I really just am interested if West Virginia blows out Iowa State tonight, I might fucking ride West Virginia on Saturday. Not sure, but that's really what I'm looking for. If West Virginia really dominates Iowa State, really plays good, and yes, they're a lot better at home than they're on the road, but I really think some momentum can really start rolling their way, and they might be a sneaky team to do good in the Big 12 tourney or even you know get a shot at making the tournament. So definitely, definitely going to be a good game. Kansas, Oklahoma. Um, we've seen Oklahoma have ups and downs this year, and when they're shooting – they're unbeatable, you know, and they showing up for big games. They, you know, they did that against Alabama um, earlier this season. I could see them. I'm really feeling like they're going to do it again on Saturday, show up and show out and actually put on a really good performance. So I'm probably going to rock Oklahoma on Saturday, honestly. I bet that Kansas will be favored, but Oklahoma to me just feels like a really good pick. Auburn, Alabama. Auburn obviously been having some struggles. Alabama really trying to lock up a one seed here to finish out the season. You know, renewing this rivalry, the, the Iron Bowl of basketball, it's never really as big, but both these teams have been better over the past couple of years. So going to have a lot of energy around this game. Going to be in Auburn. Auburn's not ranked anymore. Um, I really do think Auburn could win this game. But at the same time, the way that Alabama's been playing makes me question everything. Alabama's one of the best teams in the country. They're going to lock up one seed. I know they will. I think they're just going to blow Auburn out of the water. You know, rivalry game. Um Auburn's been up and down the past couple of weeks, but Alabama's been pretty consistent, so I'd be very surprised if they if they blew that one. UConn, Creighton, UConn, you know, been slipping. They're ranked 21 right now in the country. You know, after their hot start to the season, they've kind of been really up and down um, once Biggie's play really got going, and Creighton is unbeatable at home. I really thought Xavier a couple weeks ago was going to take them down, but they didn't. Um, so I think Creighton's going to win this one at home easy. I'm sure they're going to be favored by probably almost four to five points. Um, but I'd be very surprised if they lost that one. Rutgers and Illinois. Um, Rutgers, you know, coming in, number 24 in the country, had a big win against uh, Michigan State over the last weekend. Uh, I really think they'll probably take care of business. Illinois is a scary team. Um, I don't know what the line's going to be because I don't know too much about either of these teams. I do like Rutgers in this game, however. Um, so I think, you know, as long as the line is – in their the lines in their favor, I'd take anything up to three and a half. Um, if it's not in their favor, I take whatever it is. Whatever it is, I feel like they're gonna win. I feel like if they're not gonna win, they're gonna keep it within two points at a minimum. You know, so I, I really like Rutgers in that game. Duke and Virginia. 
as well. Duke got the big win against North Carolina over last weekend. Yeah, whatever. Fuck it. We beat Coach K in his last fucking home game, and we beat him in the semifinals. So I don't give a shit about what Duke does right now. <clears throat> Going against Virginia, though. Um, you know, Virginia ranked eighth in the country. Been really good, really consistent all year. Obviously, had that slip up against Virginia Tech last week. Um, but, you know, the odds had that one going. Everyone knew that that was going to happen. So, I really like what, or, sorry, I really like Virginia in this game. I think that they should tear it up and win pretty easily. Um, I just don't trust them so much. I mean, they're really coming into their own right now. Um, but I don't, I don't trust them that much to really put on a good performance. And Virginia at home, really good defensively, really been playing good all year. Don't see them slipping at this point. Baylor TCU probably the biggest game this weekend on Saturday. Now both these teams sitting in the top twenty range. You know Baylor's at fourteen and TCU's at seventeen. <clears throat> so I I would be I don't really know. I really like the over in this one. TCU at home. Baylor can score. Baylor can defend pretty well. Both teams. I mean both teams can really play offense and defense. So I really I really like the points here though. Probably. Uh, 140 to 150 range feels good. Anything over 150 is risky in my opinion. So I'll probably I'll probably rock the over there on Saturday. A couple games to watch over the course of the week. Um, Monday has three good games I really like. Miami, North Carolina. Miami's been playing really good. North Carolina's been not playing good. They've lost two in a row now. Um, I don't know when they play their next one. <coughs> Sorry, I ditched my throat. But this is a game that North Carolina really needs back at home. They really need to get on the right track. I think they're still looking like they'll make the tournament. But a, a big win against a top 20 team like Miami will really solidify their resume and for sure probably put them into the tournament no matter what. So I think that's a really important game for North Carolina on Monday. Texas, Texas Tech, you know, obviously talked about Texas earlier, you know, with their game against West Virginia. I, up in the air about that one. Um, but, you know, Texas, if they win here on Saturday, would be really big for them. And then playing Texas Tech, though, I don't I don't like Texas going into Texas Tech. This game is at Texas Tech. I don't like Texas going into Texas Tech with a loss. Texas Tech's still really trying to fight for a tournament spot. You know, they, they have a ton of talent. They just had a really up-and-down year. They've been able to score the ball a lot, but they can defend at an elite level. So, I really, in this one, I'll probably take Texas Tech if Texas loses this weekend. If Texas wins, I'll be indifferent about it and just kind of go whatever way the line is saying. Then Monday, like I was saying, West Virginia, you know, obviously big game against Iowa State, big game against Texas. And then, you know, if they win, if they win those two, then they'd be going into Baylor on Monday night with the Baylor team that either just had a big win against TCU or a close loss, in my opinion. Should be a close game there. With a real opportunity to really put themselves into the tournament, that would be three straight wins against top twenty teams at a minimum. Because right? if it was TCU, I don't see them falling out of the top twenty. So that would be three straight wins. Could be a really big, important game. Even if West Virginia goes one and one in those two, get that other get you know, two and one in this stretch would be huge for them. Really put some big wins on their resume. So very, 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 very important for West Virginia in these next three games. Tuesday, Creighton, Providence. Um, like I said, Creighton's probably going to win at home. Hitting the road, though, they're not the best team on the road. Providence, you know, can really score the ball with Bryce Hopkins. I will more likely take Providence on Tuesday night, no matter what happens to Creighton on Saturday. And then Wednesday, we're sitting with three top 15 matchups right now at this point. Obviously, things could change. Alabama, Tennessee being the first one, three and six. You know, Alabama could lose to Auburn. You never know. <laughs> Crazy shit could happen there. Tennessee, I don't imagine will lose this weekend, but that should be a huge game going into Wednesday. You know, SEC seeding, also tournament, you know, one seed, two seed implications. So huge game to watch on Wednesday. 
Then Xavier Marquette. Marquette has worked themselves up into the top 10 team right now. They're playing unbelievable basketball. I'm not sure who these two play this weekend. Um, I think they had some easy games. That's why I wasn't talking about them. But Wednesday could be a really big opportunity in the Big East. Um, you know, fighting for first, second place, I believe, um, in the Big East. Also, tournament seeding. You know, this is, this is the point in the season when you want to try to win all these big games and win out in all honesty so that you can secure yourself as high of a seat as possible. Last game, last note about college basketball here. Wednesday night, um, TCU, Iowa State. Um, big game, you know, Iowa State. I know they have another game this weekend. I can't remember who it was. Um, somebody that I thought they could beat, I'm pretty sure. Um, but in a big game against West Virginia tonight, they lose that. That would be very detrimental to their ranking and seeding. Um, so, in TCU, they lose to Baylor over the weekend. You know, this game could really mean a lot on Wednesday in terms of Big 12 seeding, tournament seeding, all that jazz, you know, pulling out of the top. 25 possibly for Iowa State if they have a couple blunders here. Um, so really, really important game. I really like TCU in that. Well, it's at, it's at Iowa State, and Iowa State's been really good at home and really good defensively at home, so I probably would take the under for sure in that game, especially if it's under, you know, if it's sitting above 130, anything above 130, definitely take the under. Um, anything around 115 to 120, I would take the over probably on that, um, but definitely under 130. Or definitely over, if it's over 130, definitely take the under. Okay, there we go. Now for a little Super Bowl preview talk here, you know, just talking a couple storylines, you know, give out my pick here. Big story, one of the bigger storylines, you know, Andy Reid obviously used to coach the Eagles. He's going for a second Super Bowl here, not something that's been done by a lot of head coaches. He's been in the league, he's had a lot of longevity. I really, really, you know, would like to see him. Not one of the Super Bowl. I'm picking the Eagles to win this game. I really am. I think the Eagles will probably take care of business. Uh, I just don't I don't trust where the Chiefs are um, physically. I don't trust what they have offensively. And I'm not having those go-to wide receivers like they have in the past, only having Travis Kelsey. Eagles should be able to take care of take advantage of that and really just double team Kelsey the whole game. Should should work out in your favor. You know, then you, know, you talk about the other coach, Nick Sirianni, going for a hit for his first Super Bowl win, second year. Really big, you know, really big deal. I do, like I said, the Eagles are going to win. I saw that tweet, you know, the Eagles are going to win. I'm not going to talk about that much. Then, obviously, probably the biggest storyline that everyone's beaten to your head already, if you followed any Super Bowl media, is just the Kelsey brothers. It's cool, awesome for their parents, you know, awesome opportunity for both of them to get the chance to win their second Super Bowl and against each other, you know. It's going to be awesome for those two, unreal environment for them. <clears throat> we'll just see what happens. But really cool, just really cool all around. You know, and then... You look at the quarterback legacy talk. You know, that's always going to be big. Mahomes going for Super Bowl number two would put him in some elite company. You know, I mean, Peyton Manning, Eli, you know, Tom Brady, Big Ben, you know, all these guys that got two Hall of Famers like Joe Montana, Terry Bradshaw, Aikman, all those guys that have won a couple Super Bowls, put him in some elite company. You know, everyone, he's already gone down to one of the greats, really. He's been unreal since he's been in the league. But really big for him, really big opportunity to uh, solidify a lot more of his legacy and continue building. Losing another Super Bowl might be a little detrimental to it, but hey, what are you going to do? And then for Jalen Hurts, you know, getting his first ring and only his second year as a starter, third year with the team, would be a really big accomplishment for him. So, you know, that would really set his career up and, you know, I don't know. We'll see, you know, because when we talk about the future of these teams, I really don't see a lot for the Eagles in store. I don't think that they're going to be a great dynasty the next couple of years. You know, Kelsey's going to walk out the door soon. Fletcher Cox is going to walk out. A lot of older guys that have really put in some years, big contracts. They're going to have to pay Dylan Hurts at some point. You know, the 
Payne, AJ Brown, they have to pay Devontae Smith. So I really think this is their best opportunity to win a Super Bowl, and I think they will. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm rocking with the Eagles on this one. Um, so this is really important because I really don't think – I think that championship window is going to close a lot faster than people realize for them. And for the Chiefs, you know, getting back is going to be a fucking tough one. You know, getting back to the Super Bowl year in, year out is going to be tough when you look at what the AFC has. I mean, you got Joe Burrow, you got Josh Allen, you got Trevor Lawrence, who made leaps and bounds this year. You got Justin Herbert, who's an unreal quarterback. Sean Payton just joined Russell Wilson in Denver. You know, like, that's very serious. Who's going to be the Raiders at quarterback? You know, they have a ton of talent on that team. Can Josh Daniels figure it out? The Dolphins, two with Tugabailoa. If he's healthy, they were unreal this year. The Jets, who knows what they're going to do at quarterback? Could get Aaron Rodgers. Could get fucking Derek Carr. You know, anything to anything will be better than what they had. I mean, there's so many teams. The Ravens, Lamar Jackson, you know, the fucking Colts. Like, if they just get a quarterback, <coughs> they could be unreal with what that roster is as a whole. So getting back to the Chiefs is going to be very difficult in the future. It's always going to be difficult for whoever comes out of AFC. But, you know, it's not going to be guaranteed that they're going to get back here. So for them, you know, that window might be closing as well. So who, who really knows? It's just really important for both these teams to get a chance to, to hoist that ring. But we'll see. But that's today's show. I enjoyed you listening. I hope you're going to take some of my good gambling advice. I hope you enjoyed my ranting and raving and all of the things that I do. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. You know, send to somebody that uh, is a Chiefs or Eagles fan, you know, just so they can wait till the end to hear my pick. But anyways, I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. But for now, your boy Titties is out.